Welcome to the Vintage Church Podcast. Vintage Church is a movement of truth, love, and community. For more information, visit VintageChurchNola.com. Here is this week's message. Yeah, can we give it up for Jesus this morning? Man, what an incredible morning already. Thank you, music arts team. Thank you to the production arts team. This team that we have does so much that so many of you don't see week in and week out, and I'm so incredibly thankful for them. If I've never met you before, my name is Dustin Turner. I serve as the lead pastor of Vintage Church, and I'm so excited that you're here. Can we give it up again this morning for our first-time guests? Very seldom, I'm just going to say this, very seldom will you see me in a suit, okay? You're only typically going to see me in a suit if I marry you or bury you. Then again, you're not going to see me, right? But today's Resurrection Sunday. And so we are excited about Easter and about what Jesus has accomplished, not only on the cross, but in his resurrection. I don't know about you, but there's no other person that I know that went to die, died the death, and then rose from the grave. And that's why we're here this morning. Whether you know it or not, whether you're prepared or not, today we are here celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And for so many of us, this is what, we, this is what I want you to hear this morning. For so many of us, we have doubts. We have fears. We have doubts about our circumstances or about life. Or we have doubts about the resurrection. You say, hey, this guy rose from the grave three days after his death. I mean, can we... Can we really believe that? Can you really believe that Jesus rose from the grave? And what I want you to see this morning, we're going to be in John chapter 20. If you don't have a Bible, lift up your hand. Our Connect team would love to get you a copy of God's Word as our gift from us to you. What I want you to see this morning is the reality that you and I can doubt. We can have those fears or we can look at our circumstances and wonder, God, is this real? But whether we see or whether we hear, we can believe. Whether we hear or whether we see, we can believe. When we think about doubting, there's probably a person that comes to mind. Doubting Thomas. Thomas, That's right. There's a picture that when I think about Doubting Thomas, I often think about. This is a a picture that's about 400, 500 years old, and there's Jesus with the wounds from the cross, and that's one of the things that we're going to read this morning. Thomas says, listen, unless I can touch Jesus, unless I feel the wounds and put my hand in his side where the spear pierced him, I'm not going to believe. So many of us are like Thomas. But when we think about doubting Thomas, we think about, man, who is this guy? I mean, he was with Jesus. How could he doubt? How could he not believe? But I want us to see this morning that Thomas isn't alone. So many of us doubt. Even the disciples doubted. So let's look at John 20, verses 24 through 29 this morning. 
Jesus has risen from the grave and at John chapter 20 in these verses a week has passed all of the disciples have seen the risen Jesus they've been with the risen Jesus but Thomas has yet to see or be with Jesus and this is what John writes about this encounter now Thomas one of the 12 that's the 12 disciples called the twin was not with them when Jesus came So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see in his hands the mark of the nails and place my finger into the mark of the nails and place my hand into his side, I will what? Never believe. Eight days later, his disciples were inside again and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands and put out your hand and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but what? Believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have what? Believed. You see, Thomas, because of his time living and breathing right next to Jesus and experiencing the death of Jesus, but also the resurrection of Jesus, Thomas had the opportunity to see and believe. He had the opportunity to see and believe the risen Christ, the risen Jesus. The disciples come to him in verse 25. They say, we have seen the Lord. At the end of verse 25, Thomas says, unless I see in his hands the mark of the nails and place my finger into the mark of the nails and place my hand into his side, I will never believe. You ever said that before? I will never do that, right? Those words come back to haunt you very quickly, do they not? I always thought having children that, you know, my my sister-in-law said this. She said, when we have kids, we're going to put a lock on the refrigerator. And I thought, that's the most cruel and unusual punishment I have ever heard of. Then I had kids. And my kids would not stop eating all of the food that we would buy. Now, not only to like save our budget, right? But also, I'm like, this can't be healthy that you just ate 20 applesauces, right? Or you just ate 20 yogurts. I never believed that I would put a childproof lock on my fridge. But guess what I did? Put a child lock on my fridge. Don't judge me. Until you have kids, you'll understand, right? Thomas said, I will never believe. But Jesus comes to him, and then in verse 27, Jesus says to Thomas, put your finger here and see my hands and put out your hand and place it in my side. Do you notice the very thing that Thomas says, I have to do to believe, is the very thing that Jesus offers him. And Jesus says, do not disbelieve. Thomas, don't doubt. You've seen me now. You've touched my wounds. You've felt me. Believe. See and believe. 
And real quick, the disciples were, listen, they weren't any different than Thomas. Why did they believe Jesus? Because they had seen him. And in this very moment, Thomas sees and touches Jesus. And in verse 28, Thomas says this, my Lord and my God. It was in that moment that when Thomas saw Jesus, he believed Jesus. Look how, look how Thomas responds. Number one, Thomas believes. Right? Thomas believes the fact that he sees Jesus, the person that he's touching, he believes that to be the human that he knew as Jesus. He believes that it's Jesus. He believes that Jesus came back from the dead. It's not just this random person that looks like Jesus, but this is the Jesus that he walked with, that he saw crucified, that he now believes has come back from the dead. But he believes something even more significant. When he cries out and he says, my Lord and my God, he now believes because of the resurrection that Jesus is God. It's in that moment that he sees and feels the wounds that Jesus experienced in his death. That everything that he had heard prior, remember Thomas had spent three to three and a half years with Jesus. Thomas was the guy, if you go back and you look in the Gospels, that said when Jesus said we're going to Jerusalem, Thomas said, hey, we're ready to die. And it's in this moment when Thomas sees, he believes. But he doesn't just believe. Thomas also responds by worshiping. He worships. In his belief, he worships Jesus and he worships Jesus through his confession. It's in that moment of believing that he worships Jesus when he says, my Lord and my God. In a little bit, we're going to celebrate two baptisms today. And it's in that moment when someone goes under the water and comes up out of the water that everyone here and before God, they confess that Jesus is my Lord and my God. And that confession when they're under that water and coming up out of that water, or when you and I are singing songs to Jesus, it's in that moment that we are worshiping Jesus. Now I know, that's, is that not, just think about it. Jesus was a human being who walked the face of the earth. 2,000 years later, you and I worship him. I mean, I could start to say, you guys ready to worship me today? All of you are like, oh my gosh, we got to get out of here now. <laughs> right? Why aren't you worshiping me? Because I didn't die and get out of a grave. Jesus rose up out of the grave. And like I said at the very beginning, there's never been another human being who arose from the grave, defeating sin, death, and hell, never to die again. Thomas saw Jesus and he believed. Now here's the obvious difference, right? You and I are living 2,000 years after 
the human life of Jesus, after Jesus walked on the face of this planet. And so you and I cannot see the physical Jesus. So there's a difference, right? But what Jesus challenges us to do is like Thomas who saw and believed, you and I are to hear and believe. Look at what Jesus says at the end of this passage in verse 29. The disciples have believed, now Thomas has believed because they have seen the risen Jesus. And Jesus says to him, have you what? Okay, we're going to do that again. Have you what? Because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Jesus knew that a moment was going to come when he was not only going to be resurrected, but ascend to heaven and leave this earth. And that through the testimony of the disciples all the way down to us, we were going to hear of the resurrection. And just as Thomas had seen and believed, we have been called to hear and believe. How many of you have ever been to the Grand Canyon before? How many of you have ever seen a picture of the Grand Canyon before? How many of you are living under a rock? Right? I'm going to ask, how many of you have seen a picture of the Grand Canyon? Okay, good. More of you. I thought, there's only... Half of you had seen the Grand Canyon live, and then only like one-third of you had seen a picture. There's no way that's possible, (laughs) right? There's just no way. Is there not a difference between going and seeing the Grand Canyon and seeing a picture of the Grand Canyon? But when we see the picture, we still know that it's the Grand Canyon. We still see, while we can't see all of its magnitude, we still see how massive and how huge and how epic the Grand Canyon is. And just as we see a picture of the Grand Canyon, there's a moment that's going to come in life when while you and I have yet to see the risen Christ, our faith will be made sight. The writer of Hebrews says it like this in Hebrews 11.1. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for. The conviction of things not seen. For so many of us, for so many of us, we want proof. And listen, I'm not, I'm not, you're not alone in that. If you know me, I'm a heady guy. I love to read. I love to think. I want evidence. I want to be able to point out and show you and prove to you why I believe something. And listen, I can tell you, I've got enough evidence from the Bible. I've got enough evidence from history that I think beyond a reasonable doubt, I can prove to you that Jesus rose from the grave. But you know what I don't have? I don't have pictures. I don't have video. And for some of you, that's what you want. I need to see that Jesus rose up from the grave. And what I want you to understand is while there is so much proof to point you to the reality and the truth of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, 
there will always be an element of faith. And here, what Jesus is reminding us, he's he's thinking about you and I in this moment. We're not going to see the resurrected Jesus yet. And he's saying some people are going to believe, not because they've seen, but because they've heard. This morning, what I want you to hear and what I want you to know is that today we hear and believe in Jesus. But one day, we will see and believe in Jesus. Just as Thomas responded through belief and through worship, we have been called to think about how we too will respond. This morning, I want to challenge you to respond in two particular ways. Number one, will you believe? For some of you, you're you're Christians. You have followed Jesus for several years, but you have doubts that you're constantly struggling with. And listen, just like Thomas, doubts can be very natural. But I want to remind you in this moment, on this Resurrection Sunday, to believe in the risen Jesus. To trust that Jesus rose from the grave, giving us victory, the very victory that we just sang about. That he defeated sin, death, and hell. And because of that, our lives are different. For some of us this morning, it means believing for the very first time. It's recognizing in this moment, while you've heard of Jesus, while maybe you know that you're here celebrating the resurrection of Jesus, there's never been a real moment in your life when you've truly believed in Jesus. Where you could say with Thomas, my Lord and my God. In just a moment, I'm going to give you an opportunity to trust in Jesus, to believe in in Jesus. The response to the gospel, that is the good news of Jesus, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, is that while we are sinful people, while we are in need of forgiveness, in need of God rescuing us, the Bible says that when we repent of our sins, when we turn away from our sins and in faith trust Jesus, his death, his resurrection, that we will be saved. The second response this morning is, will you worship? Thomas saw the risen Jesus and he confessed not only what he believed, but in his confession, he worshiped Jesus for who he is. Here's the incredible thing. The the incredible truth is this. Jesus was our Lord and God then and he is our lord and god now will you believe and will you worship jesus today we believe jesus rose from the grave and because of that reality because of that truth we have the opportunity to worship jesus